Welcome to the Justin Greg Podcast, the end of 2018, the last podcast we'll do this year. It's been a wild and insane year. We're actually just working on like a wrap-up video for 2018. It's crazy. We have done a lot. And actually kind of looking back, you get excited to go, oh yeah, that happened. And then that happened. And we did see the premiere in your basement. And we met Brooke Henderson, LPGA celebrity. We went to Vegas. We're on the Nitron for the end of the season. You know, the the final game. What else? Jimmy Fallon. We were in New York. Got to deliver him a t-shirt. Like, it's probably a good place to start, actually. So if you listen to the last episode of the podcast, we kind of set it up that we were going to New York, going to see a lot of different sporting events, hopefully run into Casey Neistat and Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm-hmm. One, one out of two ain't one, bad. Yeah. I mean, I already met Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, so seeing Casey Neistat, that was awesome. In the wild, too. In a very random set. Good thing I screwed up the subway multiple times, so the timing worked out perfectly to see Casey. And then Jimmy Fallon. It's kind of a crazy story, though, when you think about it. Like, you wanted to go see Casey Neistat, and this is very, you use the word serendipitous. I wanted to see 368 because I didn't think I would actually see Casey Neistat. You were very sure that I was going to see Casey Neistat. I don't know if I believed it. So thank you for your faith. And you were there at the right time for him to come out to film of, of a bit for 10, some photos. 10, 15 seconds. He was doing something. And then there you were. And then we were. I just, I was across the street. It was blocked by a big truck. And so then I'm like, see him walk out into traffic. I'm like, there's Casey Neistat. And you had texted me saying you saw Casey Neistat, but I thought you were doing what you normally do, lying no, to I, me. Well, I mean, I guess trolling is a form of lying. Yeah. But no, I did see him. He came in his boosted board. I heard the boosted board because I'm used to riding yours. And I was like, what's that sound? Oh, hey, Casey Neistat. And then I said, hey, Casey. And he stopped and looked at me and I thought, oh, you're quite busy. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> and then he went back in and did his thing. because. But then uh, he came back out and I saw him. And so, you know, that was cool. But I mean, for a brief bit of context, Jimmy Fallon uh, has a segment on a show called... Do not play. Do not play. Do not play or songs not to play? Something like that, yeah. And he played this song. Regina. Regina. I love that we get to put that in there again. Again. In fact, why don't we just let's let's do it again. So he played this song, people in Regina went nuts because while if anyone outside of Canada talks about Regina, we get excited. What do you mean we get excited? I think everybody else gets excited for a different reason because they're like, did you say Regina? Regina or vagina? Yeah. I said like, ads. Ah, I actually didn't know. You said, I'm not sure which one you said both times there because they're very similar. In America, it's the most fun because they look at you really funny. I'm like, they, yeah, no, it's actually called Regina. And they go, really? Yeah. And they're like, where is it? And you're like, well, it's kind of in the middle. Between the Vancouver and Toronto. Yeah. Anyway, so he played this song, and then... Yeah, we we were like, what are we going to do about this? And so we ended up making a video where we toured around a life-size cutter Jimmy Fallon around Regina. Regina. And it did a quarter million views, which was fun. People loved it. We sent the video to Jimmy. Like mm-hmm. We we landed this, this guy, Chris Wanner, who lives in Regina. Jimmy follows him on Twitter, so we were able to DM him the video. Mm-hmm. And when we did it, and we didn't know this at the time, though, we would have DM'd him that video at about 11 o'clock Jimmy's time. Okay. 8.58, right? And so we found out that Jimmy Fallon works from about 9.30 to midnight every night. So maybe right. he was kind of winding down for the evening, yeah. saw the video, and then shared... Not, he didn't share it, but he tweeted the mayor and he said, t- he looks tweeted pretty. The mayor. the mayor tweeted him days before, but he said, "Tweet looks pretty, let's talk, and nothing really happened after that. Um, I think they tried to send him a care package, did some things, but we're like, we're on a mission to deliver him an experience Regina t-shirt. Fast forward six months, we, we kind of had a three-pronged approach. 
Yeah, so the first approach was, hey, let's DM him again with a new video we made. Yeah, we made a new video about how New York is just like Regina, you know, compared to a bunch of things. It was fun. It, I think, I mean, 60,000 views. It, w- it wasn't bad. Sure. And I mean, the last time we DM'd it works. We thought, you know what? We're going to do the exact same process. And then he's going to call us and be like, guys, I love the video. Come on my show. I'd gladly take a t-shirt. And um, well, that he didn't watch it. And video. while you're listening to this, you're thinking, these guys are dumb. <laughs> Like, these guys are really, really... You are really dumb. For real. Why would Jimmy Fallon respond to your tweet yeah. and give you any sort of attention? But that's where we're different because yeah, we go... We're just very naive. Well, why that's not? Correct. Why not? I like, mean, we're fun. Like He's it, fun. One of my favorite songs of all time from this band in Brampton, Ontario, Monine, is called There Are One Million Reasons Why This May Not Work and Just One Good One for Why It Will. And that's wow. kind of how I live my life. Oh, we're getting deep on the Justin and Greg podcast. And it didn't work. No, it didn't work. He didn't watch the video. He could actually see. He didn't even see the the tweet or the message or, or nothing happened. But don't worry, because we have plan B, which was on Thursday, so they sent an intern into the wild in New York for tickets at 12. Hashtag tickets at 12. At noon, first person to find them gets two VIP tickets where you get to sit front row. We would sit front with Experience Regina t-shirts. One of us would be wearing two, so we could pull one off, throw it at him, maybe get arrested. But you did a bunch of research. I went through the last, probably the last two years of locations for tickets at 12 to find out where these interns are to find out like we split up you put it all on a map you drop pins you kind of figured out central locations you split us up i was at rockefeller center you were down by the Flatiron building we stood probably we probably covered off 70 65 percent of locations between the two of us yeah. so i thought you know when this happens when the ball drops if it will then we're we've got a good shot at this so we're waiting and waiting the tweet's supposed to come out at noon we're refreshing refreshing we have friends lined up helping us figure out the locations because it's taking photo nothing 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 11 1205 comes around we're like they're not doing it today they're not doing it they did the last two weeks previous yeah they take some weeks off and of course they don't tell you no they don't the court of course the the week that we're there they take it off funny enough this week they did tickets at 12 they did it at Rockefeller Center. I would have been 10 feet from them. We would have got it for sure. Legitimately. But didn't work. So yeah. plan C was, if you've ever been to Jimmy Fallon's show, to get actual tickets to the show, you have to be like on the ball in a planner. Like two months ahead of time, there's this thing called IOTA. It's an app, that sort of stuff. You have to fill out your profile and they select people based off certain characteristics, I think. Yeah. But you can also get standby tickets for every show. Yeah, by lining up super early in the morning, because not everybody can make it. They'll get tickets, they apply for them, they, and they can't make it. And so our plan was, we're going to get up at like 3 or 4 in the morning and go stand in line till 9 a.m. So we'd be outside for like 5 hours, but we would get tickets and at least get in the door to be somewhere in the studio and hope that somehow it worked out that he saw us sitting somewhere yeah. in there or who knows what. Because at the end of the show, he runs up the stairs and gives high fives and, and gives high fives to everyone at the back. So we thought, you know what, just get in in the building, magic can happen. And it would be a good story, us camping out in New York City Absolutely. late at night, trying to getting, survive the Getting elements. Uber Eats of like coffee or warm soup or something, just trying to stay alive. The funny thing that I didn't think about is when we see the t-shirt, we see Experience Regina. Regina! But somebody else reading the t-shirt goes Experience Regina. Right. And they like it's not like people would read it Regina. Right, but Jimmy so, would because he knows. If he remembered. Oh, he remembers. He might have remembered. So we are getting to bed early. We just finished a basketball game, watched the Nets crush the Washington Wizards it was close that game. Thursday yeah. night. I'm getting ready, you know, laying out my wool socks, my yeah. long underwear, getting mentally prepared for like the long haul. Because I mean, I need a lot of sleep. Yeah. I need at least seven plus eight hours. This was going to be like a five hour night. All of a sudden, we get a message from Ryan, who is a friend of ours from 
I yeah. was going to say Vancouver from, from Vegas. Vegas from the whole you know Saskatchewan Vegas Golden Knights thing you know a different story but he basically sends us a message and says guys I screwed up I could have got you tickets to the Tonight Show because I served in Afghanistan with a crew member on the Tonight Show and we're like oh man Ryan that would have been awesome but don't worry about it man we're about to go down and get tickets for Friday's show yeah we're going to wake up super early and and he's like, no, you don't understand. I'm messaging my buddy. They filmed two shows on Thursday. There is no show tomorrow on Friday. Bom, 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 bom. Sad trombone. Yeah, because we're now out. Like, we're there Friday. We fly to Buffalo to hang out with Becky and Chris Saturday morning. We're we're out of days and our whole mission is a failure. Now, there are one million reasons why this may not work and just one good one for a while. Well, we were out of, out of options, but sure enough... Plan D came through and D started with Ryan. Ryan said, you know what? I'm going to see if my buddy from who works on The Tonight Show will give you guys a private tour. I've never asked for a favor before. I'm going to call one in now for you guys. Which is special because, I mean, these guys have been through a lot together. We just heard a brief bit of the story. Like, I mean, they were in Afghanistan. They were in the middle of a field. They went through some hairy things together. And for that camaraderie to come out in them, like Ryan calling in a favor to John, who, yeah, ends up meeting us the next morning on his lunch break to give us a private tour. Insane. Now, I've done the NBC tour before. This was different and better. <laughs> well, we actually saw... I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll cut ahead to us being in the studio and we saw the tour come through and all they were allowed to do was walk through the very back of the studio. They say a few words and then they have to leave, mm -hmm. which we end up in a slightly different situation. But in order to get there, what we have to do is we somehow have to make a good impression on this John guy. Right, because we are strangers chatting mm -hmm. with John, who's like, we're being entrusted by Ryan to John. And Ryan even mentioned to us, guys, don't screw this up. Like, this is my buddy's job, job yeah. right? And if you've ever seen our content on the internet, we come across very aloof mm -hmm. and very free-spirited and fun. And like, you know, Cavalier, we don't care. And so we had to like, we had to work extra hard to say, yeah. hey, John, you can trust us. I mean, we're raising children in the real world. Yeah, and they haven't died yet, which right. is impressive, you know, and, and, and try and hit it off. He comes out, he's wearing uh, Arizona Coyotes, a hockey team hat, which, for I now. Mean, you know, team, yeah, we'll get him over the Golden One Knights. of his buddies, you know, plays on the Coyotes, so that's yeah, okay. It, it's fair. So we try and, you know, start talking hockey and have like a 45 second conversation before we're going in. I've got the big vlogging camera. He's like, that's a big camera. Can you put that away? I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And 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 then we then we walk in the building. So this was probably the hardest part of the whole day was somehow meandering our way through the revolving door. So in New York, everything is revolving doors, and they're the spinny doors. And the rule with every single revolving door, which I know is one person at a time. Two people don't go in the revolving door. No, it's small. It's barely big enough for one. And so you wait your turn. But something happened where you didn't get the memo on that. No, what happened was we were walking into the building and John says, do you guys have your ID? And of course, I now my brain switches. Do I have my ID? Because I would be devastating if I didn't. I look down. I'm feeling in my back pocket to go. Is my wallet there? Yeah, my wallet's there. I'm going to have ID. And then I look up to the horror. It was painful to see that I have walked in right behind him into the same revolving door cubicle, and I'm like three inches away from the back of his neck. Yeah, these are small revolving doors, not big ones that you can fake no, it. No, it was, it was tiny. And so my brain starts panicking, and I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And I'm like, maybe I can sneak this one out and get through the door and away from him without him noticing me. Right, which is 
possible, I guess. Yeah. Like it could have happened. It it could have happened had I not been wearing a gigantic backpack full of equipment. So we go in, like just sneak it, sneak, 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 sneak. And then my backpack catches in the door and John goes, wham. And he hits right into the door in front of him. You're trying to make a good impression? Not a good way. But he turns around to see who the idiot is, not in his little cubicle, but in the one pass that hasn't figured out how to get in the door. And he turns around and there's my face, three inches from his, saying, this is awkward. And he said, yeah, Yeah, it it is. (laughs) So maybe not off to the best start. But at least he knew he was the alpha male after that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and he's, he's he's as big as both of us because yeah. we're, we're small and he served in the army. And anyway, we made it in. We made it into the studio. He gave us behind the stage access. We were on Jimmy Fallon's set where yeah. he does his monologue. Standing on the monologue. There's a little clover leaf. We had on lunch mark. on his desk. No, that no, never happened. No, we didn't have. But we, we ended up having lunch with John. We hit it off. It was awesome. We ended up delivering these experience Regina t-shirts. We got one for John, one for Jimmy. Um, and there's kind of been this whole network inside of there because it isn't just like... I mean, could John have snuck it in and put it on his desk? Yeah, yeah but there would be no context and that wouldn't be a good delivery, so... Yeah, so John called another favor in with uh, one of Jimmy's Fallons who works on the set and he said, yeah, I remember the bit that was awesome. Sure, I'll give you the I'll give the t-shirt to his executive assistant who, when Jimmy's in a good mood, mm-hmm. will give him the t-shirt and everyone can laugh and you know, hopefully he does something on it with social media. So all we know is the executive, it has been passed through the ranks. The executive assistant has it. They remember the bit. Experience Regina was funny and now we just wait. We wait. And now like it's Friday. Jimmy's not in the studio today. Everyone's on Christmas vacation so yeah. it'll probably be the new year at this point you never know yeah but it's going to happen and it's going to be awesome yes so hashtag gym possible it's like 90 percent complete yeah it's almost there he Tom just needs Clancy. to experience regina so if you're new to the podcast the way we do this is we tell news stories we find the best news stories in the world you can't we, see us air quoting news stories we catch you up and we just kind of fill you in so uh, we're gonna dive into some of those remind us this is a reminder for you if you love the podcast do our do yourself a favor and do us a favor actually and sure. share it with someone say hey you know what we love this podcast you, hey, you, you should, should check, check it, out. it out i'm just laughing because for once you didn't say if you're listening to this podcast i'm, I'm learning you know, 12 podcasts later, figured it out. So uh, did you hear the story? This is, you know, vitamin water. Mm-hmm. Do you love vitamin water? Well, I feel like it's a bit of a, uh, well, an unfair saying because it may have some vitamins in it. It also is full of sugar. Well, cane sugar, that's barely sugar. No, it's still sugar. Basically, it's natural. It's not even though. fruit juice, which is also sugar. It, it is like... It's also delicious. Medium bad. Sure, so, yeah, it's delicious. I fell into a vitamin water trap once when I worked at a, an office building and I was getting like the triple X antioxidant oh one oh, like yeah. every day thinking that I'm just pumping my body full of vitamins. Nip. No. Not a thing. What do you mean? I mean, it's better than Coke, but... A little bit. Yeah. It's not as good as Coke. I mean, vitamin water has this new contest where they're going to give someone potentially $100,000 American cash if they can go one year without a smartphone. That's not worth it. One year. So they, they get a, a dummy phone, like a regular calling okay. phone, and I'm yeah. sure you can text on it too, but without a smartphone, one year, could you do it? No. Why would you want to? No, but could you do it? Could I do it? Yeah. Not for a hundred grand, I couldn't. A hundred thousand dollars American? Just to put away Twitter? You have your computer. You know what? I think if they were guaranteeing me getting paid a hundred thousand dollars and I could somehow fault my bills. Hold on. No, like they're guaranteeing you can do it if you like you get paid if you do it. 
Well, everybody who does no, it? No, they select one person. One person. Yeah. Okay, so if they selected me and they paid me monthly so that I could support my family, I think I would actually do a whole video series of what it's like to live for a year without a smartphone in this new world. I actually read a, a cool blog about someone who did this. Someone gave up their smartphone for a year because we all have those friends in our lives. They're like, Facebook's ruining the world. Right. I hate social media. It's so fake. It's all these things. And yeah, there are truths in, sure. in a lot of There's different ways. There's always two sides to that. Yep. So this guy said, I'm going to give up my smartphone and I, it might have even been the internet. Uh, but anyway, he gave up his smartphone and said, I'm going to live for a year without it. And what he discovered with the first three months was like this amazing world of him learning and reading books and discovering things. And he was passionate and he was alive. And then things started to shift a little bit after the three-month honeymoon phase. Right. And I bet he started realizing... I'm missing out on so much stuff in the world. He realized that he was actually missing community because he could only connect with people face to face. And yeah, when that happened, it was awesome. But then he actually started squirreling into a kind of a dark place where he was getting a little bit depressed and started watching DVDs all the time. Oh boy. Right? He was just going right. to binging DVDs. And what ended up happening after a year was he was actually in the same place that wow. he was with his smartphone and with the internet, just different. In a different way. Right? What I realized was when we we're on social media and the internet. It's actually not, that's not the issue. No. Yeah, it fast forwards things. It makes right. things a bit easier. But the issue is us. Every, everything in moderation. I think that's what they say. Like, I've actually been thinking about this. I was chatting with my buddy Derek about getting one of those minimalist phones that are basically call and text and like to use that for the weekend. That would be kind of nice. It could is, be, yeah. Is to go, hey, the phone's going to go in my office. Whenever I go out and whatever I do, I'm just going to take the minimal phone that, you know, yeah, I can text and I can. I thought it was interesting. When we were flying on the planes, the plane's internet for free, they let you do like iMessage, texting, Facebook message and WhatsApp. I want a phone that can kind of lump all those together because nowadays you have lots of different ways that you're communicating with people, you know, on Absolutely. different platforms. Now, wouldn't it be cool to have, maybe this app exists that just kind of all puts it in one, one giant message awesome. thing. I think the Android does that. But like, I think that we can survive without it. Mm -hmm. And I have the Apple Watch Cellular for that reason where if I leave my phone at home, yeah. I can go to the park with my daughter and not be distracted. Right. But I'm still connected if I need to make an emergency phone call yep. or answer a text, that sort of thing. It is very weird to leave your phone at home. Oh, man. It's absolutely. It's, it's you strange, but when you're away from it, you realize, you know what? I don't actually need to be on the internet mm -hmm. all the time. It's nice yeah. and it's comfortable, but that's all it is. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like fast food. Like I don't need to know that Macaulay Culkin just tweeted out the most amazing Google ad commercial of all time. What do you mean you don't need to know that? Well, I don't, that ad was awesome. It was amazing, but the I don't need to know ad. it. Well, probably the best ad of the year for sure. Yeah. Mom? Dad? Hey, Google, what's on my calendar today? You have one event called House to Yourself. The best, best ad, ad I can remember. Decade, maybe? I don't know. Ever since Office Linebacker. I think the best ad since Office Linebacker. Best one for a while. Let's throw it out to the that. podcast, but what other ads are like actually The Cadbury like, Gorilla one one of my favorite ones. Yes, that is. Old Spice original one was very good, too. Yeah. Yeah. The man your man should smell like. The, the interesting thing about this whole Google ad is it actually showed off features in a really fun, interesting way. Yeah, it wasn't just entertainment. Like, yeah. I learned something from it. I was like, like, oh, wow, this Google Home can do way more than I thought it could. Like, the Cadbury Gorilla one has nothing to do with chocolate. How dare you? It doesn't. Be careful. You're on holy ground here. No, but think about it. What about it? There's no chocolate in the ad. You don't need chocolate. To, it's, it's like a... Like I'm supposed to eat the gorilla? Is that no, what they're trying to say? No, it's a hyperbolic moment about creativity sure. and chocolate. But you didn't learn anything that made you want chocolate other than going, that's a cool brand because they made this cool I ad. bought Cadbury because of it. I'm sure you did. But you didn't learn anything new about chocolate. I learned new things about Cadbury. 
Sure. The brand. And, I, and knew, the, I, I didn't know gorillas could play the drums. Yeah, I was going to say that same thing. <laughs> but the Google one was actually like a neat way to mash it up and go, oh, it could do that in the context of something we've all seen, which is Home Alone. How much do you think they paid him for that? Not enough. Not enough for the results. No, it's probably actually true. They probably didn't pay him enough. I mean, if you look at results wise, like that's going to be retweeted over 200,000 times. Just on, I mean, and it's a straight up ad. As of this morning, it was like 181,000 retweets on Macaulay Culkin's account, and then Google was already up to 16,000 retweets. So there's almost 200,000 right there. Yeah. So anyway, For an ad. You don't need to know that stuff when it happens. In fact, it makes social media. You know, when you get to, to the bottom of your feed and you keep refreshing, then you switch platforms to try another one. Yeah. When you are away from it for the weekend. Everything is like new, right? You get the best of the weekend and you can just go and waste your time on that. Here's a thought. I don't know if you find this. I find I give more time to my Instagram stories, watching stories in the beginning. And then I get to the point where it's like I'm kind of tired of them. And then I'm just like tapping really quickly and then swiping, 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 swiping until I'm done. But the early ones get more of my attention. Do you think that's because that's my own attention? Or do you think Instagram has actually figured out these are the stories you're interested in. I'm going to put them first. And if I had watched the later ones first, I would have been swiping and moving on from them really quickly. Yes, the latter. I think that Instagram knows what it's doing. It's giving you what you want. But I also don't like, I don't, I don't, I'm not on Instagram very much. I don't care about it. All I get on Instagram. You don't care about people. No, I care about people, but most I'm getting is. No, like, you hum- don't though. I'm getting humble brags on Instagram and it bugs me. Like, you, hey, look you at don't me doing see this, what, this, this, this. You don't care about your friends and what they're doing. I do care, but they can text me or they can make a funny oh, joke on Twitter. They can, oh, so I can get on my text and text all 5,000 of my friends what I'm doing every day. That would take forever. N- or here's the just thing. go on Instagram stories and share it. If you're on Instagram stories and you're funny, I'll watch it. But if it's just you bragging about things, bragging about things. It's what we do. Hey, I have children and they're doing something cute. Oh, you're bragging. Good for you. You have kids. Most days, That's not a brag. But most days, I don't care what your kids are doing. Because you don't care about people. No, I do. But I, I, don't, like, I don't care. If it's funny, I'll watch it. But I'm not like, hey, I wonder what Justin's kids are so doing. So if my kid falls over and hurts himself, you would laugh at that. It, it depends. If they were very, very hurt, I would not laugh. But if it was half hurt, I would I would howl laughing. Yes. That's all you want to see is people hurting themselves on Instagram stories in mediocre Instagram ways. Instagram stories was, was like a fail compilation, it would be the greatest app of all time. I think there's an account you, or five you could follow for that. I'm going to do that right after this. Okay. Speaking of things that are broken and not have to fix it, you have, you, you have Apple products. Mm-hmm. Do you have the iPhone 4 when it came out? <laughs> uh, yeah, I got the iPhone 4. I had it for four days. The company I worked for bought it for me. I had it for four days. I went on a trip to Chicago. Oh, no. I left it on a train. No. And it was gone. No, seriously. Four days. When that phone came out, my world was rocked. I didn't have roaming on because I didn't want to pay for Wi-Fi or pay for data. Yeah. Because it's not like it is now. Like now it's just like seven bucks a day or whatever. Back then it was like it was crazy. insane. So I had the roaming data turned off so I couldn't use find my iPhone to find it. You gifted someone a four day old iPhone and you could crack them pretty easily back then too. So I had I had an iPhone 4 for like four days and went back to the 3GS. When that announcement came out, I remember where I was. I was in university and being like, this is changing everything. Retina display. Like that was for me, peak smartphone. Remember how tiny? Like it was tiny. Yeah, but not like, I understand that now holding. I go, yeah. who who could even your use ten, this thing? With your 10S Max. Oh, so nice. Yeah. Anyway, so, but you remember antenna gate happened. Oh yeah, right. When you held it, if you held it with around with your hand. Yeah, around you would cover antenna, both antennas. and the, You couldn't make a call. Well, no, like I would do it all the time. But if I held it, if I held it with my hands like this, my I could watch my cellular go to nothing. Which was the same with every other phone at the same time, but they just picked on Apple. No, no, no. No, it was true. 
No. They proved it with every other phone. If you hold it over top both antennas. Okay. But then Apple's solution was like, hold it with two fingers daintily. Yeah. And you're like, my phone, I'm not holding it like that. People are complaining about how the phone was made. And and someone emailed Steve Jobs, because you can still do that with Tim Cook. And Steve Jobs emailed back and said, you're holding it wrong. (laughs) Right. Which is a very Apple response. Right? It's very Apple response. Well, now the new iPad Pro came out, which is sick. Well, because, hold on. Before that, then there was Bendgate. You can bend the truth. You can bend as you get ready for yoga now it seems you can even bend the new iphone 6 plus which came out with the first plus phones where the phones were bending oh, yeah, when people bend. were sitting on them right but people weren't they didn't say don't sit on them did they i think they said it's fine yeah f- every phone can bend a little which i think is true like but it bent a little bit more than it should i can bend phones but apple is known for being a trillion dollar company some days that's super arrogant so yeah. the new iPad Pro comes out, which is an expensive piece of machinery. Sure. It's, it's not like cheap. almost two grand here in Canada you can yeah. dial it up for. It's beautiful. It's awesome. But sometimes, apparently, it ships bent. It ships bent. Apple confirms some iPad Pros ship slightly bent. I ship my drawers. I ship my bed. You get a new iPad Pro. You pay $2,000 slightly. This. It's slightly bent. I'm mad. And they're saying, we'll fix it for you. No. They're saying that. It's normal. What do you mean it's normal? It's normal for these iPads to ship slightly bent. It's fine. Slightly bent? So it's a design yeah. thing. I could Is I, every iPad slightly bent? No, not everyone. But it's just normal for it to be a little bit bent. You can see actually a photo here. You guys can't see it, but look at it's a little bit bent. Oh my goodness. Like it's this, They're be like, oh, that's within tolerance. That, that's slightly what I mean. bent. That's what I mean. Like it's not it's not egregious. You'd have to yeah. actually look to see that it's bent, but it is. What happened? Steve Jobs would have never stood for that. Yeah, he would have. What? He's no. the guy who said you're holding the phone wrong and they built they wrong. were holding the phone wrong. No, you don't hold this the phone wrong. This would be different because this is like a little design aesthetic thing where it is just slightly bent, but it, it will not impact performance in any way, but it's still slightly bent. You know what? I feel like that's like a normal thing. There's a lot of things that are slightly bent, but it doesn't impact performance, but still... Like what? Like your car? Your bumper? Sometimes the gaps on cars, they don't quite line well, up. It doesn't of, impact there's performance. There's lots of tools you can use that are slightly bent. Tools? Like a wrench? Slightly well, bent wrench? Probably still works. Screwdriver? Yeah, lots of things. Hmm. Hammers? Slightly bent. Yeah, I guess a, a hammer's slightly bent. Anyway, yeah. this... I love Apple. You cannot be more arrogant. It's normal. Yeah, it's slightly bent. It's normal. You are worth two... Like, trillions I of dollars, man. I guarantee you, Johnny Ives' iPad Pro is not slightly bent. Remember Johnny Ives? Yeah. I don't. I mean, he might have some slightly bent tools. Speaking of bent, there's a lot of people that are bent out of shape, okay? We should have a new segment on this podcast called Apology of the Week because the world is always apologizing. In fact, our prime minister is famous for it. Oh, man. Every week on Twitter, he's he's apologizing apologizing for something. something. I'm so sorry for, you know, like having no Wheaties at the supermarket. Yeah. Okay, thanks. I apologize. Two cows died this week from a disease. I apologize from the government of Canada. So everyone on social media is, is vying for attention. There's a lot of business accounts that are trying to stand out in the clutter. And now I think kind of because Wendy's did such a good job at it. Sorry. There's a lot of businesses trying to be fun. Yeah. Which we need more of. We do need more of, right? But people are kind of pushing the envelope a bit with it. The Monterey Bay Aquarium, which I'm not even... Is that, is that in Vegas? Monterey Bay? I don't know. No, I don't think so. Wherever it That's is. That's Mandalay Bay. Ah, right, right, right. Mandalay Bay. Monterey Bay Aquarium... Monterey's had, in California. Had to apologize for something they said about this otter that they have in the aquarium. They have this, Sorry, they insulted an otter and they have to apologize. There's this otter whose name is Abby. Okay. And they were trying to like promote it. And they said this... This was the tweet they said. Abby is a thick girl. Oh, two C's. T-H-I-C-C. What an absolute unit. She chonk. C-H-O-N-K. Chonk. Look at the size of that lady. Oh, Lord, she coming. Another internetism. So that was what they tweeted out <laughs> about this really big otter. It, the otter is definitely chunky. 
put on, packed on some pounds. It's, it's a cool looking otter. Abby seems like she knows how to get around. She's yeah, a mom, you know, looks funny. after other otters. Try, sorry, what does chonk mean? I don't know. That's my she first chonk. time. My first time hearing it, but I'm like, am I, I, am I, mean, I chonk? Thick, I just learned about thick a, f- a few months ago from people younger than me. I was like, okay, I understand but thick. It, it's a good thing, right? Like if you call yeah, someone exactly. thick, it's not you're insulting. complimenting them. Yeah. I'm guessing chonks kind of the same way. This is Justin and Greg interpret younger language. Greg, you you're chonk. You, <laughs> you chonk. <laughs> I think it's funny. Yeah. I think it's funny. Well, guess what? The internet was outraged. Oh, boy. And Wah. This is... Wah. And they even had a follow-up tweet that, you know, hashtag body positivity, P-A-W-S. Okay. Like, that's funny. But the internet couldn't handle people using this language for, you and know, a, I'll call a, a, larger an, a, a larger otter. Because Still very cute, otter. They're offended by this. <laughs> okay. But you know what makes me even more angry is the fact that Monterey Bay had to apologize. They had a four-part apology oh, on Twitter. Four parts? That said basically, hey, you guys... We're sorry that we were insensitive about certain people. People are mad about the language they used. To be fair, maybe they should be outraged because we clearly have no idea what some of these words mean. What do you mean? Chonk. What does chonk mean? It's a positive thing. I can tell it's positive. <laughs> you don't she know. Chonk. You don't know that. Quote, hello, everyone. It has come to our attention that some of the references in this tweet are problematic and insensitive. We're here posting in this thread so people have engaged with this tweet. Will join us in our learning moment. I mean, that's a nice, it's a very nice way to say like, hey, we made a mistake. You didn't make a mistake. People know about your honor now. And you offended people that you can say whatever you want. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. You could have said, hey, this otter is overweight. And they'd be like, I can't believe you called her overweight. She's she's normal. She's big bone. They could have been like, look at this otter. And somebody would have been offended at the way that they said that. Right. They would say like, this otter has brown fur. Like, that ain't brown fur. I don't know. I feel like what we need on the internet is like an independent committee of people from various backgrounds, races, religions, everything. And when somebody's outraged at something, you can submit it to the common sense crew, to the common sense judges. And they go, ah, and, and provided you have a rating over something, or unless they come up with something that like is really subculture, hey, you don't realize, but this is actually a thing that there's a common sense jury, not just the internet being outraged because there's always going to be somebody offended. I love this idea. Common sense police. In fact, I think it actually has a business plan behind it. So Facebook has their manual review button, which sucks. Sure. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry, Facebook, but you get it wrong all the time. But if we had like common sense Snopes, you know how Snopes investigates whether things are true or not on the internet? There should be one for if something is offensive or not that includes, you know, a good array of practical common sense people. The Supreme Court of Common Sense. There's, yes! there's nine people from all different demos and then they, they put in front of them and say... And the internet can vote those people in. So yes. it's fair. Yes. And Elected then, newly every two years. We submit things like this. to So then Monterey Bay no longer needs to apologize. They put it in front of the, the court and yep. the court says, this is hilarious. Onward with the world. Yeah. Or if something is actually offensive, they go, no, that was actually offensive. You owe an apology. All right. Good to know. Right. And then I would vote out all of those judges. <laughs> As soon as I could. You're out of here, judge. We just solved all the internet's outrage problems. Right. But it needs to be elevated to the Supreme Court. They don't want to look after every single outrage moment. Sure. But it's like, if you have yeah, a big enough. moment like this, like 100,000 tweet retweets, all right, we'll talk yep. about it. Yeah. Or maybe if you have like enough offended people, there, there will be a criteria. But I actually love that idea. And I, I would sign up for that court. I think we just, I think we solved it. Justin and Greg are on the court today. That is funny. You are lame. Let the tweet go. We need like the the wigs though and the robes. I guess that's it until the new year. That's a good moment because I don't want to top the fact that we just created the Supreme Court of Common Sense. We have other topics, but it's all anticlimactic here out. We'll save them for 2019. 
hey, see you guys next year. Hey, have yourself some merry little Christmas, and if you celebrate other holidays, a merry other holiday as well. Merry. Oh, somebody's gonna be offended. You said Merry Christmas. No, you can't say that. No, I can say whatever I want. No, you can't. Supreme Court says. Currently, we are the only two sitting members of this Supreme Court, self-appointed. And are We're you happy to? Are you offended by that? Yeah, I'm hugely offended. If you're when I'm you're, I'm honest. Gonna, when gonna, I'm on when I'm on this court, I need to be honest. So no, I'm not offended by that at all. Okay, we're out of here. Don't forget to eat vitamins over the Christmas break. Vitamins? Just be healthy. Don't get scurvy. Sure. Okay. See you guys soon.